Hello, and welcome to Disney Minus, the podcast where we watch anything and everything on Disney+, Plus, no matter how good it is. I'm Nero, and for the next hour and a half, get ready to hear a lot of this. <laughs> God. Dear listeners, bears. <laughs> I'm Steven, and Elton John is my gardener. Bears. I'm Kat, and do you like the sound of crunching wood? I do. <laughs> do you like the sound of crunching wood? I do. Yeah, we watched the Country Bears. Uh, you know, in 2003, in, in the early 2000s, you know, they, they were trying really hard to uh, make movies out of a lot of their theme park attractions, which is a trend that seems to be coming back. Uh, lately, because they just released that Jungle Cruise movie, and they're gonna make like a, like a movie about the deep theme park lore from downtown Disney or some shit. I'm sorry, or, like what? it's a show. Wait, what? Listen, it just like the the Society of Explorers and Adventurers is like a thing. Like there's lore. It, it's like it's like this this it's like secret lore that that ties all of the theme park shit together. And there's gonna be a show about it. Just don't worry That's about very it. Strange. Look it up later. It's very strange, but, uh, you know, the thing about these theme park attraction movies that they were trying to make, you know, I I think I might understand why they were trying to, because, so it's 2003, and directly after 9-11, the theme park uh, tourist industry fucking tanked. Yeah, well, obviously, for obvious reasons. For obvious reasons, it was the hardest hit... Uh, that the industry had ever taken until recently, of course. Again, yeah, yeah. for obvious reasons. Exactly. Um, and I think that perhaps they were trying to, to kind of get people thinking about the theme parks again, right? Because in quick order, we had uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl. We had that's, Haunted that's Mansion insane. with Eddie Murphy. Um, and we had this, and there were probably a couple of others I don't, I am not pulling to mind immediately, but like, there, oh, I mean, they, there was oh, a there straight to, there's a straight to DVD Tower of Terror. Okay, well, that, that's I've right. I've only ever that seen doesn't it count. in the gift shops. <laughs> yeah, I think that doesn't count. I'm pretty sure that's just merch. It, I um, mean, yeah, probably. But yeah, the only one of these that was any good at all was a pirate of the Caribbean. And even then, uh, despite the fact that they turned it into a sprawling franchise, arguably only the first one is watchable. Uh, um, I'll say the second one is decent. Yeah. The second one's all right. After that, once you get past that, once you get past that, I didn't realize tr- this movie that it was actually the third overall movie based on a Disney, uh, or I'm sorry, the third overall Shit. Well, yeah, I'll just say film for lack of a better term. Film was a TV thing, but this is the third thing that was based off of a Disney attraction. Huh. Yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, and obviously it wouldn't necessarily be the last. There would be, um, uh, like I said, Jungle Cruise. And I guess if you wanted to count it, you could count Tomorrowland, Brad Bird's weird oh, libertarian <laughs> nightmare movie. I don't know that we would consider um, the Disney one, though. It is it is a Disney movie and it is yeah. named after oh, okay. like a thing in the theme park. It's just, it just has barely anything to do with that. 
Uh, it's mostly about how capitalism is, is good and Anne Rand is a cool lady. Um, yeah. Thank you, oh, Mr. one of those butt kissing movies. Yeah. yeah. Brad Bird, he's got opinions. <laughs> he sure does. I mean, that he does. But uh, The Country Bears is, I think, maybe kind of an odd choice to choose for adapting. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say that they aren't iconic or beloved in a sense. I think that there are a lot of people who have fondness for those weird animatronic hillbilly bears. I don't think trying to make them cool was the way to go. No, God, no. I think maybe the main appeal of the country bears, arguably, is that they are kitschy and, and, and kind of, you know, for lack of a better word, cringe. Like, it's fun. It's corny. And this is also corny, but not in the same way. Uh, the country bears is corny, but it is innocent and earnest. This is uh, maybe one of the most cynical movies I've ever watched in my life. You cringe, but you only cringe a little bit. Yeah. So... Yeah, basically, the setup for this is that, like, the Country Bears exist in in the, in the world of this uh, movie. They were basically, like, a, a giant uh, classic rock group thing, like the Eagles or the Stones or something like that. Uh, the Eagles. I don't think there were any... Man, I wish they turned the Country Bears into the Rolling Stones. That would be excellent. <laughs> I think uh, if... There was just a whole bunch of sex, drugs, and violence in this movie. That would be great. Um, but no, they're, they they are a, a, an all-American family jam band, is basically what I would say. And we kind of open here uh, with it. Well, I guess before we get into the movie, we should talk about the cast, because the cast is baffling. Before we There's do, some names in here. There's many people, there's many, like... Pretty big people, because this was, I'm pretty sure, after The Sixth Sense, so Haley Joel was still, like, hot commodity, wasn't he? Uh, yeah. When did that come out? Let's see, when did the, okay, hang on, when did Sixth this Sense movie Sixth Sense was, come like, out? When did this uh, 2003. Movie... Alright, so The Sixth Sense is, okay, oh, yeah, The Sixth Sense was 1999, so he was still yeah, kind so of he's... a... He is still in... He was still uh... pretty hot demand right then prime child star years right i'm like really you went from the sixth sense one of m night Shyamalan's movies that i actually like <laughs> to the freaking country bears to the country bears now before we uh go too far into things especially as a follow-up to nero everything you've said guys i think i actually like this one you what <laughs> yeah we totally lost you there steven no i heard him <laughs> you... i I, th I think I actually like the country bears. That's fucked up. Okay, Nero, um, what did he say? Because it garbled he out. He says he likes. He says he likes the movie. What the fuck? <laughs> I apologize for nothing, though I know that I probably yeah, should. Clearly. Um. Well, we'll get to that in a moment. I will say that between the Sixth Sense and this, there was AI. He had a couple more movies. He yeah. was working a lot. Ah, uh, there was Hate Forward the somewhere in there. I here. think. Yeah, 2000. Okay. God, See, I never seen that. He forever. was around. And of course, obviously, the voice of Sora. Yeah. Also, um, oh, sorry, go ahead, Nero. No, you, you go ahead. No, I was gonna, just while we're talking about Haley Joel Osment's character, um, you know, obviously he voices one of the characters, but the person who does the singing voice for his character. Uh, her name is Elizabeth Ann Gutman. Uh, you may know her as E.G. Daly. 
who was the original Tommy Pickles from Rugrats and the original <laughs> Buttercup from the Powerpuff Girls is his singing that's, voice. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's incredible. Right? Oh, shit. She so, was apparently in Grand Theft Auto Vice City. <laughs> yeah, she was probably just one of the, like, Oh, no, 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 no. Sorry. It was, one, it was one of her songs. It was one of her songs. Okay. Oh, uh, okay. So, yeah, there is... There's a lot of big names here. So, one of the best... Uh, so we got Diedrich Bader as uh, Ted Betterhead, and also know him. the mustachioed yeah. off, uh, police officer. Those two police officers are like the best part of the movie. They are genuinely very They're funny, unironically um, very good. Yes, Diedrich Bader is a like a, like a big voice acting guy. He he was Batman in Batman: The Brave and the Bold. Uh, he, he, he's he was also. Batman and Harley Quinn, uh, the new Harley Quinn show. Oh, the animated series? Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. He has a lot of shows where he's credited as, like, every animal. Yes. Uh, You know, he's just like a... He's just a a voice actor that I know of. He is, like, one of the guys who's been in something you know of, almost certainly. Like, he is just around. Uh, Also, speaking of that, Kevin Michael Richardson is uh, Henry. Dude, yeah. He is... He is a very distinctive voice. As soon as I heard him talking, I went, is that, is that fucking Kevin Michael Richardson? And lo and behold, it is. I think he, didn't he voice I one mean, of the Kevin Jokers? Michael Richardson. Uh, n- no, I think you're thinking of John DiMaggio was the Joker one time in uh, The Batman on uh, WB. Okay, that is, I think, what I was thinking of. Yeah. A very different Joker than your usual fare. Yeah. Yeah, Kevin yeah. Michael Richardson, I mean... Uh, Skulker from Danny Phantom. Yeah. Um, like once again, another guy who's just been in everything. Uh, let's see here. We got obviously the man, the man who needs no introduction. Uh, Christopher Walken. <laughs> oh yeah, he was gone too. Is in this movie, not in this movie enough, honestly. Luckily for Christopher Walken, there are no marsupials in this movie. No, but he he does he does have beef with bears. Bears. Uh, Stephen Root as Zeb Zuber. I God, I hate that name. It's yeah, yeah. It's Stephen Root. He's been around. He's Milton from Office Space. Like he's like a he's like a he's like a fairly well known character actor. Okay, he's okay. Just stuck I in this fucking bear suit. Well, no, he isn't in the bear suit, actually. I should say that these are all voice credits. I have no idea who the poor souls uh, stuck in that in those suits are. Oh, shit. He voiced Bill. And we've in also Game got... The Hill. Okay. I thought he sounded like it. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, and, like, there's just... And there's also just, like, a, a long string of cameos that I'm not sure how they had the clout to get. I guess for some of them I can get... But others, I don't know. I don't know if I would want to be in the Country Bears movie if I were some of these famous folks. But but we'll get there. I think we'll start off here uh, with the opening. Um, we get like the cold open, the kind of a an in-universe behind the music style thing where they're talking about the Country Bears career. Uh, we get a, a, a concert, and, and here here comes my first problem with the film. The songs suck fucking ass. <laughs> The songs are terrible. They're so boring. I can't even. I cannot recall a single note right now. It's, it hasn't been that long since I watched it. Obviously, we we're recording this a little later than most. Meh. But it hasn't been that long. 
I can't remember anything. <laughs> yeah, I will say the songs that other people sang in this movie were better than the country. Like, songs. yeah, even even those. I don't know. Like, I will say this about the music: there is prior to me watching this movie because I never would have watched this willingly. <laughs> so somebody decided we needed to watch it. There is one song from an animated movie that I have always held to be the worst song ever. This movie just about beat that song out. Ooh, wait, what, what was it? What song is it? I'm curious. Uh, it's not a Disney movie. It is the, and you guys better be grateful that we're not ever watching Don Bluth movies because I would make you guys watch this sequel. The Fern Gully sequel. Oh, God. I song. never actually saw the sequel. Oh, God, don't ever. The sequel is horrible. <laughs> but one of the bad. songs is literally contains the lyric, we're having fun, so much fun. We're having funner than the funnest fun. Oh, inspired. <laughs> this movie came dangerously close to breaking the record for time shit. Yeah, that really is. I mean, oh, that that's how those that's how those fucking sequels go. If you think Disney directed video sequels are like a, a severe deterioration of the original, Don Bluth directed DVD <laughs> sequels are like. I don't even think they had Robin Williams again for Batty Coda, but oh, they no, had like absolutely some kind of not. gospel revival number, but having funner than the funnest fun in this movie almost he thrown to that song. Mm, chef kiss. No, yeah, like they, they uh yeah, I I watched the uh as a kid, I, I really liked the Secret of Nim movie, and I watched the the sequel to that, I and I was very disappointed. I remember the book. I liked the book, but no. Yeah, like, no. The, my parents uh... got me. Or no, it wasn't even my parents. It was one of my grandparents got me the Fern Gully sequel on VHS because they knew I loved the original, still do. And they got me the sequel, and I'm like, oh my gosh, awesome! There's more Fern Gully, and oh, I was so deeply betrayed. Yep. Yeah, director video animated sequels are a bad time. We'll get there eventually, though. Don't yeah, worry. We, we sure will. Let's get this particular shit show on the road. Yeah, I think my main problem with the Country Bears like songs is that they're all just kind of generic mid-early 2000s country songs. Yeah. Like, I have... There, there's no way... I mean, already you're asking me to accept that a, a, a band made of anthropomorphic bears were the biggest stars in the world for like a decade or two, uh, which is that that's a lot to, to start off with. And then you're asking me to believe that they were the biggest stars in the world where they were performing this shit. Right. I don't know. Oh, I don't know about all that. I do have something funny really quick for you, Nero, since you were doing the whole, uh, you know, this is not uh, do the line that this is not over. I can't do this it. This is not over. Bears. Yeah. So apparently, Diedrich Bader revealed later on that Christopher Walken kept delivering that line that way in every single take, even though the directors were apparently pleading with him to not do that. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Stick to your guns, Mr. Walken. Oh, Please, that's you're the best part of this movie. Yeah, they this apparently not they over. Did- they did a three or four takes, and the director was pleading with him to not do it that way, and he just didn't listen. I don't understand how you get Christopher Walken to be in your movie, and then you're like, I I can't believe he's saying his lines weird. Like, do you... what the fuck did you expect? <laughs> you met Christopher him? Walken. The, the, what is the thing he was most particularly this era of Christopher Walken, where he was almost fully in self-parody at this point, right? Like. 
It was like this. Uh, it was like click. This is where when all of the like, he really ramped the walkinness up <laughs> in this era. He's so like level of walking. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> But yeah, so we, we start with this uh, we, the sad news that is broken up. They've broken up, and we meet our protagonists. One of the most Freddy ju- Fazbear origin I, story. <laughs> I hate Barry so much. I hate that his name is Barry Barrington. I hate how much a I hate how much of a precocious little twerp he is. He is the worst. <laughs> I mean, he's voiced by young Haley Joel Osment. He really can't help yeah. it. I mean, yes, I understand. He is the most precocious boy possible like they the the most perfect little child star but i that doesn't mean i have to like it so yeah <laughs> we we start here we introduced to barry barrington um and i gotta say we really are starting with the easiest like th- this movie uh is by the numbers it, it is a paint by numbers movie we're starting with the am I adopted cut to the wacky cut of the human parents. His like, first line in the movie. It, yeah, like it's it's fucking easy street. We we are sleepwalking through this movie for the most part. Like the own like the only good bits uh there's some cool choreography and sets in some of these songs even though I don't remember the songs themselves. I do remember the visuals for some of them that are pretty fun. It's okay, Nero. Uh, you blocked out the trauma. <laughs> there's obviously Christopher Walken, uh, impossible to forget, and there's the two cops who are extremely yeah. funny. But the rest of it is imminently forgettable. Um, oh, there is one other thing that's very memorable though, because we get introduced to you know we got Mama and Papa Barrington, and then we meet Dexter, who is a powerfully early 2000s oh my teen. god he really is though look at how much fucking product is in his hair do not i repeat do not let him near any open flames he will go up like the fucking hindenburg <laughs> dude you could like literally just light his hair wave him around at a concert and i don't think he would die he's got enough product in his head that it would never reach his scalp Oh no! Yeah, like it would just just burn forever. It's like an oil candle, right? Like he'd be like, no. What it made me think of is you know, like those citronella candle buckets that you would get, like to keep bugs off your porch when you were hanging around outside. Oh yeah, that's what he reminds me of. He's a walking citronella bucket. I don't think you'd even have to light him for that. Can you imagine how much he fucking smells? Oh my god, smells? you're right. Dude, though. Right? What else? Just like a, do? it's like if you like a human stick of axe deodorant. Yes, um, like. Wait, really? Yes! Wait. What the Wait, fuck? What? He, the guy that plays Dexter, I just looked him up, so I was like, I know I've seen him. And so the guy that plays Dexter was Hogarth Hughes in The Iron Giant. Oh my god. <laughs> Holy ch- How the mighty have fallen. Yeah, just, speaking of going three, from like... That was only three years <laughs> apart. He was Iron Giant in yeah. 1999, and this was 2002. <laughs> Speaking of going from great movies in 1999 to this shit, like, him and Haley Joel Osment are in the same Jesus, boat. I know. Pie. Yes, he was. I did just see that. He's Stifler's brother. He was in two of them. Oh my god, he was. He is Stifler's brother. But yeah, so we're we're starting here, and of course, there's you know. I'm just baffled by ju- Iron Giant. Just shit. just sort of close your eyes and imagine what the jokes are going to be, and you'll probably get it. Oh. Like. We're here, we're doing the, oh no, you're not adopted, you're just different. 
Uh, and obviously, all right. So already, I have too many questions. <laughs> well, luckily, right. Dexter asks every first of all. That I, would have had. I don't have many questions. <laughs> That's correct. Dexter, while he is a real piece of shit, he is at least asking the tough questions. All right. So let's start with his with with Barry's origin story. And I will say that I spelled his name B A R R Y in my notes at first because I was giving this movie too much fucking credit. Oh, yeah, no, that I, was assumed, the first I assumed it was B E A R Y. Um I also Thank did you. not realize that they were named the Barringtons until the, the, when they showed back up. Like I I was not paying attention to the opening and like but then when the cops showed up and they were asking about Barry, and they said, Mr. and Mrs. Barrington. I was like, fuck. No, you can't. You can't do this. They did. But they, yeah, they, they certainly can. Um, they can. They did. And we can't stop okay. them. Okay, but imagine so... an alternate version of this movie where it's, like, Humanington. A bear family named, like, Peeplington. Sorry, what was that? <laughs> oh, God. Like, if they adopt a yes. human child? They name him like boy, but it's B O I. I kind of want to see that. Yeah, more. you know what? Actually, now that now that you, I mean, we've already seen it happen with like Tarzan and the Jungle Book, and <laughs> yeah, but those are all like actual animals. See, all right. So here's the first thing. Well, that's maybe. very true. These are actual animals, not bears that are the big problem here. So we we learned that Barry was like rescued from a bear trap uh, and adopted from the I park guess. rangers. So are all bears sentient? Somebody set out a trap to kill you, but we took you home instead. Like, are all bears sentient? It, I mean, that's kind of the feeling I get. It does bother me so much that the only bear people seem to just be Barry I mean, and the band. Yeah, like it's normal, but also. They still set out bear traps. Yeah. I need I need There's to know like, more. Well, but also though, as we see though, one of the later characters has like an actual like regular chicken. So that's where it's it goes back to the Disney thing of you know Mickey or Goofy <laughs> owning Pluto. It's like what step well, no, the non-sentient animal? To be fair, it is only bears. We don't see any that other. Is, yes. This isn't like a Muppet situation. <laughs> there are no other sentient animals. It's only bears. Which just raises even more questions. Like, is it that there's a but period we, of their we, life? The, the movie... Where if they're taken and raised in human society, they can, like, start to talk and stuff. But if they're just left in the wild, but they who, become bear? But who raised the country bears? This is what I'm saying. We need country bears origins. <laughs> this can be their next movie after Jungle Cruise, and maybe it'll be less racist. Maybe they can have their 37th first gay Disney God. character in that movie. So, yeah, Dexter just kind of lays into Barry. He's like, you aren't my brother. You're just some fucking bear. Here, this is the, the like, tracking collar they pulled off of you when they adopted you. Um, and so then Barry runs away from home, obviously. Like you do. Uh, and he gets the idea. He's gonna go join. He's gonna go to the Country Bear Hall, the place where his heroes oh, were. Oh, actually, uh, backing up for a minute, we do get confirmation at breakfast that he does eat like a regular ass bear because his breakfast is just a trout on a plate. That's true. What the <laughs> hell? It must be very tough to care for. I, a bear guess, I don't know. It's all trouts and and novelty jars <laughs> of honey. Yeah. Okay, um, we'll get into the honey thing. Say it. So yeah, we yeah we will. Um, we cut to 
Country Bear Hall, and he's already here. The, my beautiful man, it's it's you, you're running out of time on your payments, Henry. This this hall's gonna be mine. Uh, like he is just some scuzzy banker who hates the Country Bears for reasons that will be revealed later. And he's Christopher Walken, and he's walking all over this fucking movie. It's good. Christopher Walken like, is chewing this movie. I mean, that's why you get him. You do not get Christopher Walken for the, like... You don't get him the, for a subdued role. Yeah, no. You get him because no. you know he is going to chew the scenery. Christopher Walken is a fucking mulcher, just <laughs> destroying the scenery. Um, And now we should talk about the suits here for a bit. Do we the, have The to? actual... Yeah, we do. So... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know... I assume this is not a, uh, a a Henson Studios production or a you know a Jim Henson Workshop sponsored thing because these bear suits are not well, good. Um, they look bad. Hang on, where was it? I'm looking it up. To, oh, Some... hang on, hang on. Oh, yeah. I think I have bad news. IMDb trivia. Oh, was it a Henson? Uh, yeah. Jim Henson's creature yeah. shop provided the I bears. mean, full body. They provided the animatronic bears, and they were performed by Henson puppeteers. Oh, that's so sad. I know. Like, to be fair, full body puppets are very hard yeah. to do. Um, I think maybe the main problem is just that the faces, they, that's the faces are the worst but i think i think more could have been done they literally to... like somebody took a bear rug and then turned <laughs> that into the muppet yeah they've all got like they got the dead eyes yes. it's just it's, like they literally took a bear rug and turned it into a muppet and they're too big and bulky to get any character acting out of um you know, and as I said, the fa- the faces have trouble, especially with expressions. They are they are extremely non-expressive, and so what you're left with are these like sham like like they literally do just look like the animatronics from the attraction got up and walked around, which is not a good thing necessarily. I mean, those the, how old are those animatronics? They've been around for a while. I don't think you need to necessarily stick so close to the original look, but regardless. Uh, Christopher Walken, I'm not even going to use his character's name because he's not playing a character. He's playing Christopher yeah. Walken. He's just Christopher Walken. Uh, and he he is going to uh, buy the... Co- since 1971. Good lord. Oh, that makes it even more confusing as to the like... Yeah, they first opened in the Magic Kingdom on October 1st, 1971. Yeah, and a couple of these guys are characters from it, so there's that but yeah so Christopher Walken's trying to tear down you know it, once again movie by numbers we gotta save the concert hall gang we gotta get the band back together Ugh. like anytime Walken or the two cops were not on screen I was fucking snoring because like come on man you could have done something here and it's just yeah so anyway, yeah Henry's here Barry arrives he's like where gee golly willikers Mister where are the country bears um and Henry's like yeah they fucking broke up uh, they're all over the place and also this place is gonna get torn down in like a week 
So why don't you go fuck off? Uh, I do. I will say Big Al is also here, the 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 groundskeeper of Country Bear Hall. He's also one of the best yeah, he characters because uh, he's 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 the best. He never sings. He never uh, he he talks the least, and he's the funniest. So like that that that's that's a, a good golden golden trifecta. Oh, that's why we like him is because he doesn't talk. And when he does talk, it's usually funny. Right. It's a sad. Um, so yeah, very, you know, we get the whole thing. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 you can still hear the notes in this old concert hall. Like, you know, it's useless to recap the plot of this movie. You've seen this movie five bajillion times before. Um, however, what I will say, I wrote, I wrote down the jokes that did stand out to me because we, after this, we cut back to, uh, to the Barrington residence. This is after I believe that they have they have broken out the uh, the tour bus, and they are going to get the band back together, Barry and Henry, and also Rhodey, the aforementioned guy with a chicken. I don't I don't understand. I do not know what's up with the chicken. It's it's a mascot. I guess it's just a chicken because it makes the most sense. I assume that there's a chicken in the show. Uh, I would not know. And they put a chicken in the movie. Um, or just, also, you could just argue, why not have a chicken? I guess. Also, this guy seems shady. I don't trust Rhodey. He seems like a beautiful I feel, guy. I feel like he's he's got a, a few warrants out for things in various states. I, I mean, don't know. I'd believe that. Regardless, yeah. I, I wouldn't want Barry spending any time around him. He might end up in a ditch somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. Rhodey, don't trust him. But anyway, while they're off on their tour bus getting the gang back together, we cut back to the Barringtons. The cops are here because they believe that Barry has been kidnapped. Uh, and this is one of the best jokes where they, uh, they, 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 they look at a picture of Barry, and I believe D- uh, Diedrich Bader's character says, Wow, he looks like yep. a fourth grader. Good. I, very good shit. Um... One of my favorite bits. Just to add to the what the fuckery, uh, no, Mr. Chicken apparently does not, from what I've seen, does not exist no in the actual ride. So they okay. fucking gave him a pet chicken. Yeah, what? Why? Why? I don't know. Does... I'm looking it up right now, and all I can find about the chicken is that he is apparently he... only in the movie. That's so weird. There's no reason. It doesn't do anything. It's barely in the movie. I know. It's only there... For the the like, oh, oh, the bird was a girl joke, which uh, is like yet again, come on. The only thing I can think of is just maybe to further rub in the stereotype that they are country bear. So uh, of I, course I, they. I, I guess he talks about having raised his. But Zeb he is already here. His kids in the van, and like, is Mr. Chicken supposed to be his kid? Is he? Yeah, is he wait. not well? Did he adopt yeah, the I don't chicken? Understand. I. Well, yeah, okay, that was clearly chicken. not well. I'm not sure we. I don't know. I, the chicken might be his his adoptive child. Uh. We don't know. We need a movie about Rhodey. It'll be sort of a taxi driver type movie, I think. Pretty dark stuff. Um, but one thing I want to say about these two cops here, um, the, the they are the two funniest characters because uh, Diedrich Bader's character is constantly trying to build <laughs> a buddy cop rapport no. with his partner, and his partner does not care. Does not just constantly 
no buts him just just not not <laughs> committing the cardinal sin of improv and it's very funny so yeah so we've got our our, our bumbling keystone cops on the tail of, of barry as as they are traveling uh, across the the country here um we got yeah. We first we stop by Fred. He's like a stagehand. He's working at his, as a stagehand right now. Uh, let's see who plays yeah. Fred Betterhead. Yeah, Brad Garrett. Oh shit! <laughs> he was Wasn't in he an extremely in goofy movie. We watched. I mean, yeah, yeah. He was um, tank. They this movie also has shake your groove thing. Damn. All right. Yeah. Goofy movie had in it so. I mean, come on. That's true. People are like, you hear him and you immediately know who it is. Yeah, like, yeah, this is the second movie in a row to feature Shaker Groove thing. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's a good song. Uh, it it was used better in uh, in a goofy, an extremely goofy movie, though. So yeah, this is where we get our first musical number. Once again, I don't remember the song. Like, it it, it doesn't. It doesn't go. Uh, I do remember the the the, the like constantly changing yeah, backdrops and costumes. That's, that was pretty all right. The uh, the girl Crystal uh, apparently uh, I guess was like a singer. Yeah, let's see. I bet, but I do not. Know I her. bet Crystal was because she's in this movie credited somebody. as herself. Which, given how the whole scene played out, I assumed was probably a thing. Oh, Crystal Harris. Yeah, it's the Crystal is another one of these. Um, yeah, she's a pop star. She was, she just, you know, the first of many, uh, cameos here, uh, with various music, uh, music star cameos. Where are you theme song for Scooby-Doo and the Legend of the Uh, yeah. (laughs) Yep. That that was a pretty good song. Um, yeah, I, I mean, like, there's, it's so hard to talk about this movie when the cops or uh, Christopher Walken are not on screen because I, I just don't care um, like it, it's just it's just country bear bullshit <laughs> we're just watching these like dead eyed meat puppets wander around uh, and, That's like and have drama description I've heard the dead eyed meat puppets okay that would also be a good name for a band though, let's see here what happens after we, we get Fred that would be like a really good like independent like local band dead eyed meat puppets yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're, we're going to the honey bar next to pick up Zeb Zuber. Uh, he is lost in the sauce. Um, this yeah, is the so cameo. We, this is the honey bar. The so yes, I did. I mentioned earlier that I think this movie would be way better if they lean more into the Rolling Stones uh, parallels instead of the Eagles. Um, because you just you just get you know coke fueled orgies all day and you know tax evasion music festivals where a bunch of people die eh. but we do get alcoholism um yeah. honey is booze uh once again easy you know, like like i said movie by numbers uh the only really there are two um notable things about this scene the yeah. first of them is that queen latifah plays the bartender you don't need you don't need to be here you know you're only a few years away from being in this fucking ice age movies you don't need to be <laughs> even at the time like you this. were better than this you know i actually what is worse this is the ice age, age movies 
I would say this one because I say Stiller's it's funny. Yeah, I feel it's stupid, it, but it's one still funny. In? This one's just cringe. Yeah, and you I are not like going to disrespect disrespect my voice scrat like that. Plus, she was like a main character in those movies, whereas in this, she's just a glorified cameo. Exactly, yeah. Queen Latifah deserves better. The second interesting thing about this scene is the house band. They look fucking insane. Yeah. Did oh you see God, that yeah. guy's hair? <laughs> like his his hair <laughs> looks like a dead bird. It it is it, like it, he looks absolutely ridiculous. And I don't know who they are. Let's see. Are there anywhere in here? Got someone here credited as elderly black man. I don't know who that is. I don't know what scene he's from. But yeah, like, there's just like... I don't know who these guys... From the performance, it feels, it feels like there's like, to be something? If you put... It, at first I thought, is this supposed <laughs> to be Weezer? But they look too stupid. To, well, they're a different brand of stupid looking than Weezer. the name of Weezer. Um... But they are not Weezer. I don't know what they're supposed to be. They get into a fiddle duel with Zeb uh, to pay off his tab so he can go on the tour. Um, like, I, I was just staring at that guy's hair the whole time and the way he acted. Like, he, like it was very bizarre. Uh, but, you know, after doing that, we're back out on the road. We get Zeb. He's added to our party. For better or worse. Who the fuck plays Zeb right. again? Right, yeah, Steven Root. Once again, you don't you don't need to be here. You you can do better. Um, yeah, we, I think we get more bits with the cops. Um, oh, this is uh, that's right. Actually, this is we we get a cut back to Country, to Bear, Country Hall. Bear Hall, right? Because Big Al is getting it all set up for the for the for the for the uh, for the big concert here. And you know, we you've got another runner about people. Uh, he doesn't like people stepping on the grass, right? So we Christopher walking his back and is like, "What are you doing?" tidying it up just so I can knock it down. Uh, but yeah, then Big Al tells him, like, yeah, well, there's a, they're doing a, they're getting the band back together and uh, we're going to raise the money to save this place. And he just goes, oh, no! <laughs> I could listen to him say, oh, no, like that literally all day. Um, and, and this is when the, uh, the cops show up looking for Barry. Uh, they, they, uh, I think Al just tells them that, like, yeah, there he's on the tour bus. They're gonna get the band back together, um, and Christopher Walken leaves to to plan his 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 a way to stop this uh, this this benefit concert. So we get to Tennessee next. Um, so yeah, he's a marriage that counselor, sure uh, and his main thing is that he is still extremely broken over by his girlfriend breaking up with him uh so basically he just acts so pathetic yeah that the couples feel better about themselves that is that is his deal as a marriage counselor um great this is one of the bits that isn't necessarily uh movie by numbers i don't know what the hell is going on here washed up musician becomes pathetic marriage counselor is not necessarily yeah, a I have common no trope. Idea I don't know where this out. one came from. 
But we, they arrive. Uh, they, they take Tennessee out to lunch. So this is where they're talking about Trixie, who who let, there, there's a weird joke here yeah, about I don't, pandas and how they're like buff and successful. I I don't simply know. I feel like, yeah, like it feel it, it's it's it feels like they were getting away with a like because this is like the the early two thousands. I feel like we were on the tail end of like sexy dangerous asian dudes coming to steal uh, your girls tropes and comedy i feel like that was a thing back in the back in the early 2000s and like late 90s but yeah if it, it, it was just a joke that made me stop and scratch my head like what was what is go what exactly is going on here um but then we move on quickly uh and god i i just have <laughs> I just have written in my notes, Barry is such a worthless protagonist. <laughs> Fuck him. Yeah, I said I, I said I hate this fucking fourth grader, and I'll say it again. Fuck him. Should have stayed in the forest, dipshit. Anyway, it's time for Stomp. Uh, they meet a, a waitress who recognizes them. Now, here's another fucking question. <laughs> How common are sentient bipedal bears? Where you would not immediately yeah. recognize the country fucking bears. Is that just a thing? Like, are there just... is that, they, Like, we don't see that. We don't see bears walking yeah, exactly. around like normal thing, folk. We where just are see they? these guys. You would think someone like, sees them and is like, oh my at, god, that's one of the country at bears. At the beginning, I thought that was going to be the point like, of Country Bear Hall. Because they had some quote by, I think, Big Al. Saying at Country Bear Hall, you could be different and still fit in. Yes. Just different and like... So I, I thought that was going to be where the bear people were. Yes. Although I guess, you know, I guess, yeah, I, I did think the whole thing about being different would would, uh, would come up a bit more. But no, everyone just treats it like it's normal. But uh, yeah, I, I guess one thing is that if I, I wouldn't necessarily recognize a member of the Eagles. For example. If I saw them on the street. Like, if I saw the drummer... Yeah, for example, I did not recognize a member of the Eagles in this very movie when he showed up, but we'll get there. Um, like, yeah, I, I guess I would not be able to... If you showed me a picture of the of the drummer from the Eagles and asked me to tell you who that was, I probably would not be able to. So I guess it makes sense in that regard, but the other yeah. thing is that they're all uh, huge bears. I mean, there is that wearing distinctive outfits and i just i just feel as though that would that would be remarked upon more but anyway we have another fucking musical number uh this one more once again has some fun choreography all the whole diner gets yeah. in on it we get a little bit of stomp going uh it slid <laughs> off my brain like non-newtonian fluid there was there was a decent joke where the waitress uh, says that they inspired um, her to try and you and know, be a singer and one of them i forget who's who yes. asks if she made if she ever made it yeah Zeb, one of them asks if she made it, the other guys, yeah, and the other guys like, yeah, she made it, she just does this for the free outfit or something. So, let's see here. Um, yeah, we then, so we leave the thing, that this, this, this musical number inspires Tennessee to join them, uh, seeing one of their, even like, one of their lesser loved songs being performed like that, I guess, uh, gives, gives him the, In a better movie, this might have been, and I thought, what I thought would happen is that the waitress would, like, join yeah. and take Trixie's place and, like, help him get 
Yeah, I kind of no. thought that's where it was going, and then Trixie shows up later. They weren't even so. Looking for I guess not. Um, no, yeah, that one. That one's. Yeah, we'll get there. So we we get more fun bits with the 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 cops here. I didn't I didn't write any of them down, but I just like yeah, the mustache <laughs> cop is like the funniest motherfucker in this movie, other than Christopher Walken. Um, when is it? I believe. Right, I, between now and the, now and this next scene, somewhere in the middle of this movie, is a scene where Christopher Walken sits in his office and smashes uh, a hilarious, a hilariously large amount of scale models of Bear, yeah, Country Bear Hall with a giant like... cartoon weight, and he goes, "Oh no, <laughs> you will, uh oh, oh geez, look what I did, uh oh, with smash for like a second. I thought they were doing the thing movies do where they just same thing but from different angles. Then he tosses it on a big pile of them. No, yeah, he's just he's just smashing model after model for catharsis. And also we should say, because it'll be important later, that at oh, some point right. it gets brought up that the Country Bears got their big break by beating uh, by winning like a regional talent show and beating out a guy who was really good at armpit farting. Okay, like, and then he tried played and then... instruments. He did something that my little almost 10 year old nephew could do yeah i do like that even after all this time they were like yeah that guy really had some talent <laughs> just <laughs> yeah they, they respect him still um you know they it was and to be fair it, it is yeah. kind of impressive to carry a tune purely through armpit farts but however uh, the other one was a full band comprised completely of bears and human clothing I know which one I would vote for if that were in a talent show. It would not be the armpit farts. So we get a something that could gen, generously be described as a car chase here. Um, really, what it is is that they overcrank a bunch of footage of the bus yeah. getting slowly chased by a cop car, um, and it looks really, really, really bad. Just dreadfully bad they lose the cops <laughs> Rody says they're gonna try wash. his classic hiding hiding in a car wash plan um and someone asks him what's and then, that yeah and the cops Anything. don't seem to understand what a car wash is because mustache man <laughs> sticks Sticks his head out of the window while they while they follow the bus into the car wash and gets sucked out, quickly followed by his partner. In fairness, non mustache told him to do it. That's true. Like neither of them are very smart. It's just that the mustache one is stupider. So they uh, let's see. I'll you know I'll just i'll just i'll just okay. you know I'll, I'll just say what i have written in my notes right here <clears throat> the cops get bukkakeed by the car wash mm, i'm okay. simply saying what happens in the film there's a shot yeah. of Diedrich bader getting a face full of foam and i i saw that and i thought wow that sure is a thing I that happened that, on that's the quite something but uh it, it happened yeah. and then they walk out of there and their pants are shrunk because it was the water's hot Oh, there is a bit where they're fly they're hovering in the air oh, because right. of the air dryer. <laughs> it shuts off and of course they fall. Like Oh and also the, the cop's mustache is revealed to be fake. I don't know why. Uh, comes I don't off, know why they felt that needed to be wash. a thing. Fair. 
because uh, it's funny. <laughs> I mean, it's obviously a fake mustache. It's just very funny that it turns out to be fake in-universe. Um, and, like, there's also a bit where he keeps getting slammed against the windshield of the cop car. Like, this is this is the good stuff. Dude. This is the good shit in this movie right here. Fuck the bears. I want to see Christopher Walken <laughs> smashing an infinite amount of country bear hole for ants. And I want to see these cops struggling with everyday concepts such as car washes. Um, but we unfortunately have to get back to the bears. So, you know, we should we should address the elephant in the room. They, uh, yeah, they don't correct. say the word jamboree not. once in this fucking film. Not once. Where's my fucking jamboreeing? I came to this film to watch this movie in theaters because I am an obsessive <laughs> fan of the Country Bear Jamboree. Every I've seen single it 95,000 times. And you're telling me that there's... I go straight... I fucking make a, make a beeline straight for those funny bears. And you're telling me that you don't say jamboree once? Disgusting. Anyway, this is the part where I realized that the, the family is named Barrington, and I had a small stroke. Anyway, Trixie is here now. I genuinely do not know. Trixie's just here. Like, they're at a hotel. Uh, they watch, like, a Hanna-Barbera. There, there's a funny bit where yeah. they watch a, a shitty Hanna-Barbera cartoon adaptation of them. Which was a thing. I mean, I have, have you not, ever seen the Beatles um, cartoon from back in the day? It's very similar stuff. But, like, it was a thing for, like, you know, bear, like, musical groups to get kid-friendly limited animation cartoons. Um, and I, I did, like, this, one of them goes after they finished the episode, like, well, that was bad. So, yeah, Trixie and Tennessee see each other and they reconnect and sing a song, whatever. Uh, once again, it slid off my brain. One notable thing, of course, is that we get another shameless yeah, cameo right. here. Don yeah, Henley, yeah. founding member of the Eagles, I believe lead vocalist, uh, is in the audience. He he's I knew when I saw that guy saying, "Man, those guys are better than the Eagles." I had a suspicion that he was one of the Eagles. I just didn't know which one. The more fucked up thing is that Don yep. Henley is apparently oh, provides the, the vocals for Tennessee. Cameo? Dude, the you're a member of the fucking Eagles. Is the singing voice for Trixie? You don't have to <laughs> provide the. Yes, yeah, that, no, the, the, the woman that's sitting with him in the show, the woman that's sitting next to him, or she's the, singing, the singing voice for Trixie in the movie. or is she the singing voice for Trixie? That's incredible. That's wild. Like, I genuinely don't I don't even know. know why they had Trixie in this movie. She doesn't do anything after this. Like, she's not in it. I don't even know um, what she is in the band. Her coat looks bad. Uh, <laughs> I, woman. Um. So anyway, yeah, I did note that the t- the, t- the t- disparity between Tennessee's speaking voice and his singing voice is uh, quite something. Obviously, you have Don fucking Henley providing the singing voice, and so that's going to sound a bit uneven, let's huh. say. That's putting it mildly. Yep. Um, so they go to visit. They go, the, the, it's time to finally get the last member, Ted, and he's he's... Uh, Henry calls him up, and Ted is not interested in rejoining the band. He's done with that shit. So, they go to his, like, upscale L.A. home. He looks like he's doing quite good for himself. (laughs) They meet someone who they assume is his gardener, who is pretty clearly, 
uh, Sir Elton John. Why are you here? You're Elton fucking John. Like, I get it that, like, you can do whatever you want, and if he wanted to be but, like, why, in though? the Country Bears movie, I can't stop him. But, like... And they why? call back to this joke later on. Um, is the thing. And they... So they go... They do. It, it, to be... That is also one of the few jokes in this movie that I did laugh at. It, it was the only non-pop <laughs> or walk-in joke that I laughed at, actually. Um... Because the idea of yeah. renting a room from Elton John is very funny. So, yeah, they they go to the they go to this wedding that he's at. Um, yeah, it's where Shaker Groove thing starts playing. Once again, just a, a, a <laughs> recurring thing. Apparently, two weeks in a row here. And I don't know. Ted says some shit. He's he's like. He, he is kind of the John Lennon of the group, I guess. He's the one who got the big ego and is often credited with being the one who broke up the band. But did he break up the band because of the chick? No, that is not. not really that is one thing that does not. That, that at least. He does have the glasses. Um, but yeah, of course, he rejects them. They get sent back to the bus, heads hanging low. Uh, but his brother, Fred, decides to go back in there and, and, and give him another piece of his mind. That's when they discover Shock. He's the wedding singer. He's not actually rich. He's just a hanger-on. Um, and they get into a brief fight. Like, Fred just fucking yeah. punches yeah, him. Yeah, he kind of does, huh? Punches him out right on the dance floor. Um, like, what the fuck? Hang on a minute. Oh, right. Yeah, I was looking at my notes. I was like, why, one, why did I write this down? But there is a bit here. So after they drag Ted onto the bus, um, we get another... We get the, the cops setting up a fucking wiretap station in the Barrington's living room. And at one point, one of them says, your brother could be anywhere, yeah. like a, in a creepy underground lair, high up in a building. <laughs> Pretty good. Just the stupidest motherfuckers alive. So yeah, like, as I said here, renting a room from Elton John is still pretty yeah, fucking he's swag. Still doing okay. Like that's that's probably still not cheap. Like it's not as though he he is definitely the one who is doing the best, even if he's not actually super rich. He's hanging out with super rich people, and he's he personally knows <laughs> Elton John. Come on, it's better than being a fucking stagehand or a drunkard, as uh, as Zeb was. So this is where we they walk into a field, and of course we have our, our our third act. Ted is unwilling to 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 go back to the band. He tell you know he tells him we were never a family. All that was bullshit. That was all that was all just an act. You know, music is hard. Being in the band was hard. Yada yada yada. You know you know the scene. You can recite the scene without me even saying it. But this is where we get Barry's emotionally important fourth grade Yeah, he essay. loses faith in them. For... Do we have to have the combat moment essay? <laughs> he uh... loses faith in the bears for what, like five minutes? Yeah, it's not very long. Uh, and his, his essay, his beautiful shitty little essay restores their passion. Uh... Um, and I love, this though, is... the running bit that he only does homework assignments on the bears. <laughs> yes. And his teacher's always like, A plus, but does everything need to be about the country bears? 
That's right. Yeah, I think it was a plus. Yeah, that was a pretty funny bit as well. So we cut back to the bear hall. Christopher Walken is back with uh, maybe one of the funniest fictional fictional man names I've ever heard, because he has hired Slamboni Construction <laughs> to tear down oh, the bear fuck. hall. I somehow. I love Slamboni. I would like a movie about Slamboni. Yeah. Because that, that's a good <laughs> comedy name. Uh, and this is where he's like, do you like the sound of wood snapping? So this is when he realized, you know, he realized he, he can't let the bears reach the place. So uh, he steals the bus. While they're in, while they're at, uh, while they're at Barry's house, Ted is at Barry's house to apologize and try to get him back because the, the he's the heart of the band now. You see, somehow I guess. Um, but uh, they get kidnapped. They get bear napped. Uh, and <laughs> we get a shot of Christopher Walken holding all of these bears at gunpoint, and of course later we learn it's a dart gun. But I didn't realize that at first. I just saw all of the bandoliers he was wearing and the realistic-looking gun. And so I was like, oh, shit. Now this is a turn I can get behind. Or he's going to fucking execute these bears gangland style here. I mean, um, yeah, I'd no. still watch that. Yeah, so this is where the Barrington's have to save the day. They're going to use just the, the collar. It's like a callback. They're going to use the collar to find the bears because the, the track the... Because Barry's stuff is on the bus. He didn't come back to... Yeah, you, know, you know how it is. I guess when he ran away, he took that with him for reasons. Yeah, he just left. He didn't he, he didn't bring any of his shit with him. Which, frankly, I would I would have. Um, yeah, so we had a long sequence of Ted almost dying uh, in, a, in a boat being towed by the, the, S, by the Barrington's, like, fucking SUV. Probably yeah. the most thrilling part of the whole movie. Just, bro, just lay down. It'll be easier if you just lay down in the boat. That's what she said. So you won't. Oh my goodness! Thank you. Sorry. So I you won't just fly out of it. Uh-huh. Uh, but we do get boat stunts. He flies into the warehouse where they're being kept, and of course, this is where we get the reveal that shock. Christopher Walken is the armpit fart guy who's been holding a grudge all these years. It. They didn't even um, need... He could just be a banker who doesn't like them. That's been a thing. Yeah, it's... It's whatever. Like, it's so stupid. It's barely even worth remarking on this one. Ah, barely. So, but yeah, the boat crashes in there. Um, they escape. They go to the bear hall, but shock. It's empty. All the lights are off, and there's only two people in there. And this is where I have to bring up a plot point that is barely in the fucking movie, but it's super important, but also not important yeah, at all. Yeah, it only matters for this. So early on, early on, Henry called up the band's old manager, whose name I didn't even write down, because he's 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 like a, like a sweaty, washed-up manager yeah. guy. You know, he's the in type. two scenes. Uh, there is a funny, but he's like he's like pretending to be at a desk yeah. in a Walmart, like in a Walmart furniture that was display. Actually kind of funny. That's pretty funny. He um, mentions that this guy stole the band from him. And they, him, they call and him I, to... I don't know what that means. Yeah, I don't really know. Yeah, he stole the band, but now he's washed up and he's desperate for, for that moolah. So yeah, he's going to promote this concert. Uh, but he didn't, apparently, because Christopher Walken paid him not to, as we see him getting his bribe when they walk into the bear hall. And Christopher Walken's, oh, 
Well, you know, no one showed up. No one, no one wants to see a bunch of stinky old bears on the stage. I win. I'm going to knock this hall down and you're going to watch. Um, you know, his, his villain speech. The whole thing. It, it, it's good. I like it. Uh, but then, of course, Big Al is like, actually, everyone was just standing out back <laughs> because I didn't want him waiting on the yeah. grass. And he throws open the doors, and everyone's here. Um, how much do they need? 30000 uh, 20000 Very specifically. How, many, how much are they charging for they, tickets? Because I that is know. not... That's like a couple hundred people at best. May that honestly, that's probably is this probably like less than a hundred that come in there. Well, we know the Barringtons get in for free, so go ahead and take them out of the count. Yeah, I. It doesn't matter. They play their their concert, which only really appears to be one song. I guess. Um. Oh, of course. Before that, they Walken is carried out by by the the flow of the crowd, and this is where he delivers the immortal line, and I'd appreciate it if you just dropped it in right here, if you would be so kind. This is not over! Yes! It's not over. The way he says it, like we said, it's magical. It's not, this is not over! Bears! It's like, it's an afterthought. It's like a separate statement. There's a period at the end of it, this is not over. Bears is a separate sentence. Bears! And uh, they still don't call it a jamboree, which uh, I think for that, that crime and many others uh, should get the director of this movie drawn and quartered. I second that. Anyway, they do the fucking. Anyway, they do the fucking song. The song is really. This one's really boring. Um, See, I like dip this like with a lot of Disney movies. As bad as some of the movies were, they usually have at least one slapper. Yeah. This didn't. It just really didn't. None of it's. It's just like a drone in my mind. Whenever I try to remind, it's just like it's just like white noise. Um, yeah, my brain has blocked out any any memory of any music, and I hate country music anyway, with a few exceptions. But I, I have no memory like, of this music. This is like a particular early two thousands brand of country music, which was one maybe one of the worst eras for country music because in the post nine eleven era. Uh, all country music became extremely jingoistic. Yeah. Um, oh my god, it was, sure as hell did. There's literally two country artists I will listen to, and this is nowhere near that list. No, it is It is. It is very, very bad uh, country music. Um, but, it, you know, I gotta, I gotta say something here. If I was going to a reunion concert of, like, one of the biggest bands in the world who had been broken up for like a decade or whatever. And during the set, the Beatles. Yeah. Like if the, if, if we necromanced, uh, George <laughs> Harrison up and then we found someone to replace John Lennon. Cause fuck that guy. Um, huh? he's kind of, he was a shithead. Cool? Don't worry about it. Oh, Ringo yeah. is still alive. Okay. Yeah. Ringo and Paul, Ringo are, and Paul still are still alive. around. I knew Paul was still alive. I honestly couldn't remember Ringo. Ringo. Yeah. That's cause Ringo doesn't, like do many public appearances he doesn't i don't think he does ringo stays music. chill yeah he's just he's just chilling he's like um, i had my glory paul, days and now i'm i'm good 
Yeah. I mean, he was never one of the songwriters, so I guess it makes sense that he's just he's just big chilling. Paul is the one who's still out there making music. Yeah. Um, to be fair, yeah. So we, we. But anyway. We raised George Harrison from the dead. Yeah. Find, like we, have said, find someone. we have cyborg John Lennon. Yeah, just just like making just make it uh, like a like a Hall of Presidents animatronic that kind of wiggles around in the background. Wait, no, fuck that, um, fuck that. Let Julian Lennon do it. He deserves it. Was the was the drummer Pete Best? Is he yeah. still around? Get him back in here. I don't know <laughs> if Pete Best is still around. I have not looked. I yeah, I have no idea. We've got a Best checkup here. I bet he's dead. He's probably dead. Um, <laughs> or maybe he's not. I don't know. Who who can say? So anyway, if I if I was going to a Beatles reunion concert or like a like a let's say the Rolling Stones ever stopped existing, um, <laughs> and and there was a reunion concert of the Rolling Stones, they're going to outlive us, and you know fucking, that. They're they they made a pact with a dark fucking wizard. Um, either that or they are one hundred percent like their 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 veins are just completely re- like replaced with cocaine and heroin at this point and just kind of keeping them in a living embalmed state. Obi-Wan Kenobi voice. He's more like cocaine if you touched, than man now. If you touched Mick Jagger, I think he would feel like sun-dried leather. Ugh. Like he would crinkle. Him, he would, he would like him def- and Steven Tyler both. Uh, you know, oh God, I love Steven, Steven Tyler. Tyler. Man, the... Steven Tyler, I think you should have stayed away from plastic surgery. It might have been better to age gracefully. <laughs> but yeah, so anyway, that's true. Yeah, you gotta so get that, I guess. any of those bands, you're you were going to like a, a huge event. This is a this is a big event, right? How pissed would you be if some snotlose little brat came out on stage and took the spotlight? God. This little shitty fucking kid. It would be one of those situations where, like, they would be all graceful and stuff on stage, but the minute they got that little motherfucker backstage, they'd be stuffed into a drum kit. I think the the audience would riot. Like, they would they would fucking rush the stage. It's un it's unthinkable what they do here with Barry. Like, and by all accounts, as far as terrible. we know, this is the only time he's ever picked up an instrument. Well, no, he was. Oh yeah, no, this he is not around outside earlier. We know that he likes to play the Country Bears songs in his spare time. He learned the the fucking banjo or whatever the hell. We never hear anything about recitals or anything like that. He's not in like a garage band, a, f- a fourth grade garage band. Um, <laughs> we never hear anything about that. Yeah, they just bring him on because he's the heart of the band, because he's the one who brought them back together. Just... Just give, give him that recognition after the concert. Do not do it in the middle of it. Don't give him a solo. No, you insane. That is not what. If you're making thirty thousand dollars off this one concert, this ticket must have been fucking expensive. So, I would recommend not testing your fans' patience with this shit. Because otherwise, Christopher Walken might just get his wish. Right. But anyway, yeah, the movie ends there. We get like a... The credits are weird. They're they're like a... um, Like a kind of behind the music thing. Oh, we should say... Yeah. Willie Nelson cameos as well. He was uh, earlier on on the movie. um, Talking about how cool the bears are. Yeah. He's also at the end. 
but it's like all of these actual musical stars and other cast of the of the film talking about how important the country bears are to music i assume semi in universe but also they're the actors like we have uh we have like queen latifah and Diedrich bader here talking about the country bears like I don't know if this is supposed to be in universe or not. Regardless, Exhibit and Wyclef yeah, Jean. We find are out in that they segment? sued Exhibit. Huh? Why? I I just what you didn't have to be here. Regardless, that was the Country Bears. Uh, I still ranked it higher <laughs> than Zootopia and Dinosaur, for that matter. Um, I guess the, uh, the even though he's not in it enough. It still has Christopher Walken in it, and he's always a fun time. He's always a joy. Uh, obviously, if I wanted to watch a good Christopher Walken movie, I'd just put on, like, Batman Returns or something. But if I was starred for Christopher Walken choice, I <laughs> guess this one would suffice. So, I mean, it has, I'll get you, Baz. You were just waiting to I use mean, that line again. I love to say it. The this thing is, is not over. The thing is, they're right Bears. to like it. It's good. <laughs> it's a good line, and I'm glad they couldn't get him to say it in a way that made sense as a human. Um, that instead, it is the it is the two sentences. This isn't over. Bears. Put a you know, that is spelled with an H. So, yes, please let me let me just. Uh, sorry, I was watching that in Musketeer <laughs> chat. Beautiful. That's fine. That's oh, all this movie deserves. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, okay, so Sidemon on tw- uh, on on the Discord here. Country cover <laughs> weapon of choice win. Okay. Fuck. You know, speaking of Christopher Walken artifacts from this era, that that music video and that song still slap. Yeah, no, I played. I hadn't heard the song before, so I listened to it after uh, dropping Grayson off at school. Make this that morning. the outro to this episode. <laughs> it was already gonna. It slaps. I mean, it's not going to be any of the songs from this fucking movie because none of them have any personality. Got to have. Got to make it. Got to get some Fat Boy Slim in here. Do you? Here's a question for you while we're doing questions. Do you still stand by your stance on this movie? I, I do. All When you look at all of the individual Disgusting. things that happen in this movie, it does not add oh up. God. All of the pieces of this it? movie are bad. Yes. <laughs> but somehow... So you're saying it is more than the sum of its parts. I yes. Don't... Somehow it is enjoyable I mean, listen, to watch. Listen, I will not say that... This... It is not wholly unenjoyable. I think that, like I said, there are bits of this movie I quite enjoy. The cops are very funny. The Christopher Walken is great. I think there are some good jokes, but the bears. This could also uh, be because I have been watching so much Coco Melon lately. It may have destroyed my sense of taste. Uh, maybe. I mean, just looking at the splash image for the movies, I'm getting total Five Nights at Freddy's vibes from the lower left hand <laughs> side bear. Yes. Like. I... I don't like the faces. They're scary. They literally look like somebody. They look like they took a bear rug and shoved like animatronic eyes. Human eyes. Animatronic human yeah, eyes. Thank you. What even bear eyes? It was no. That was people eyes. Human eyes. Anyway, Casey has a couple of questions here. What instruments do you play in your Charles Entertainment Cheese type animatronic animal band restaurant? Oh god. That's a mouthful. The Disney minus. Uh, <laughs> I 
play the jug. Washboard. <laughs> I would like to learn how to play the one string thing. What was that? I would I would like to learn how to play the one string thing that um, Oh Oh the Fuck I oh forgot which God. one of them. One Do of them plays. Play, is that is that a real instrument? I don't know. But one of the bears plays it. He's credited as playing that. It would not surprise me. Right. Yeah. So yeah, we're just a real, a real fucking. We're we're even more of a hillbilly band than the country bears are. <laughs> Casey also asks, "What is the best slash most memorable memorable game you've played at any arcade establishment? What is the worst?" It's been a while since I went to an arcade. Yeah. Same. I almost I exclusively play Galaga, though. I let's see. I went. To, I'm trying to think back to last. Obviously, I, I, I've gone to barcades a few times, but like usually, they mostly have the good stuff there. Like you're not gonna get um, the shitty machines at a barcade because they want you to stay. Uh, let's see. What did I play <laughs> that was like really stood out? I play, uh, there was a Garou, Mark, Garou, Mark of the Wolves machine at uh, one of the barcades I went to. That was pretty sick. Hmm. Good-ass fighting game. Uh, as for worst, I mean, there's nothing memorable that really stands out. Uh, like, you know, there's the Terminator Salvation light gun game, I guess, but that's not bad. It's just like, it's just one of those. Yeah. Like, those are a dime a dozen. Um, I, I can't really think of any like bad arcade experience of that because the thing about a barcade, especially like one that doesn't charge you for playing the games, oh, is that shit. if something sucks, you just move on. Like you just go and play something else. <laughs> I guess if anything, Time Crisis. But even that, like Time Crisis, is pretty good. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Even That's that a is all right. Game right there. Um, so for mine. Yeah. So for mine, uh, it, there is a movie theater right by where my parents live, so my hometown in Ooh. Louisville. We had uh, Tinseltown Movie Theater, and they've got like a little <gasps> arcade connected to it. Oh, I yep. went to that so, I a couple times, I think, when I was a kid. Right, it's like right by my parents. Yeah, and so for the best game, and this goes back to like my childhood playing like on the original ship, whatever game system had Duck Hunter. Uh, that would be the NES. Yeah. So like okay, so when I was like a little little kid, my parents had that game, and I would play Duck Hunter, and I got so fed up with the dog that I would literally walk up and put the gun up to the TV screen and just plug all the ducks. <laughs> so at Tinseltown, <laughs> they had Deer Hunter. Okay, uh, I remember yeah. these. So games. basically, yeah. I would do the exact same thing. I would like go around the little guard thing and just put the rifle up against the screen and peg every single buck. So that was my favorite game. <laughs> as far as the worst, I don't remember where it was i don't but i remember you guys know like the games where you have to like go through and navigate like all these dinosaurs trying to attack you it was kind of like that except with this, jurassic park it was like a jurassic park inspired game but it wasn't that specific game wasn't jurassic park but yeah it was along oh. the same lines you were trying to go through and trying to avoid animals trying to kill you this one was like underwater though so like oh. you'd be sitting there trying to do your game and it had this mother fucking prehistoric megalodon shark beast <laughs> and like this thing if you didn't happen to be looking at the exact right spot at the exact right time it would come out of nowhere and just one shot you 
that, that thing right. ate so many tokens because my friends and I were like, no, we're gonna beat this thing, and we never beat that thing. I don't remember what the game was, I remember that I hated it. And it was one of the ones, too, where, like, when you got in, it enclosed the little booth, like, it had curtains, so you were, like, literally in this little dark environment with the game screen, so it was like you were in your little underwater vehicle, and then this thing would come out of nowhere and just eat you. That sounds sick. I never, I never encountered that as a kid. I probably would have liked. I it. wish yeah, I could remember where it was. It, like looking back, it's totally cool. I just, for the life of me, I can't remember where it was. So, our final question here from Yusef: What other music genre would you like to see a group of bears perform? That's easy. Norwegian death metal. Yes. I was going to say bear metal feels like it should be a thing. I was going to do the same thing. Let them do like Nightwish. <laughs> I want to see these bears like tear a chicken apart live on screen i want mr chicken to fucking die i want to see one of those birds hit like a sharon denadel or a taja high note god right like, I, I feel like i feel like metal is the only option here yeah various kinds of metal well you want your norwegian death metal your italian gothic metal any any metal just just dress them just just have them do that arena metal just just any of it or if, it, we, it's the only thing that fits. if we really wanted to screw with people's minds though have them do like Avril Lavigne style music. I was gonna say Natalie and Bruglia. Yep. Some fucking pop, the the pop <laughs> punk bears. Yes, there you go. Oh boy. <laughs> all right. Well, that is all of the questions we have about this terrible, awful movie. Um, yeah. Thanks, Nero. That's it's 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 Steven's favorite movie now. He loves it. You love it. It's your favorite Disney film. I'm gonna you're gonna put it on record right now. Uh, fuck. Frozen, fuck the Lion King, fuck Beauty and the Beast, fuck Hunchback. No, this legally You're is all not about that country bear life. How dare you? You can't get enough, you can't get enough of the, you caught bear fever. And you're going to petition Disney for a sequel. Bear fever sounds like Disney something Plus. you would die of. That definitely sounds like something that would make you shit your guts out of them. Bear fever sounds like a display at like an LGBT <laughs> parade. <laughs> I'm on the bear fever float this week. There you go. Uh, at the at the oh pride parade. So before we leave our our fate up to the hands of Lady Luck, we got to do our plugs. Yes. You can find me uh, over at Dragon Smoocher on Twitter, and you can find the other podcast I do, uh, which is currently almost over. We are almost done with the podcast of power. We, we, the, the finale episode should be up by the time this episode is up. Uh, and we are, we are, we are basically done. We've got our season five wrap up, uh, email episode. And we've also got our, uh, our for the honor tabletop one shot, uh, featuring some of the fine folks from strangers fiction an actual play podcast. And of course you can find that, at Podcast of Power on Twitter. And if you want to get on, on the ground floor of me and Jane's next project, which, as a reminder, is a comprehensive critical analysis of Final Fantasy XIV oh, yeah. as a holistic text, a story told over the course of more than 10 years. Oh, God. You can find that show, Radio Free Heidelin over at uh, Heidelin Radio on Twitter. That is Heidelin spelled this is hard. H-Y-D-A-E-L-Y-N Radio. So we will be starting that up sometime this uh, December probably because we are hey. waiting for Endwalker to come out. Hmm. 
And I might have other projects uh, that might be popping up soon. I'll just I'll just tease that here. Watch this space. <laughs> Jesus. Um, you can find me on uh, Twitter myself at Marshmallow, spelled like Marshmallow, but with my name. Um, I also have Dad underscore Tastic, where I usually remember to post dad jokes. Uh, the podcast is at Disney minus Pod. We don't really do a whole lot, mostly just our question posts, but it's there. <laughs> Uh, you can also find me lurking around various Discord channels under my tag Zura. Um, also on alternate Disney minus uh, weekends, you can see me uh, going through the entire Kingdom Hearts game series with Steven, uh, where we're actually recording early this week because I am going to be dragging my sister through horror movies on Saturday. Uh, so actually tomorrow night we will be starting Kingdom Hearts 2 and I'm excited. <laughs> we may or may not There's... get through the prologue. <laughs> There's some wild shit that happens in that game. I oh, I, I already told my little sister Haley that we were finally going to be starting Kingdom Hearts 2. And uh, hang on really quick. Let me pull up her text messages here. Because, Steven, I told her what you and I figured that it'd probably be around, give or take, eight months for us to cover it. Uh, her first response was, those are rookie numbers. <laughs> uh, to be fair, though, I had to remind her that we're not actually playing the games that you're taking me through them. And then also that we're doing like alternating weekends. Um, but yeah, she has repeatedly reminded me that this game is apparently going to rip my heart out. So, <laughs> okay. And the fact that you're laughing isn't helping. So, okay. Tune in tomorrow night for the start of my heartbreak, I guess. Well, tomorrow <laughs> night at the time <laughs> that we record this, but shut up, Steven. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, and obviously you find us at tw- on Twitter at Disney Minus Pod. We got a Discord server, yada yada. Steven, what are we watching? Let's what have let's do it. What have the random number generator gods deigned to bless or curse us with this time? They have given us number two hundred thirty-four, mm-hmm. which is scrolling. Hang on, I'm so scared. I know. The Straight Story, nineteen ninety-nine. I don't know what so this what? is. Huh? No, huh? What is that? Hang on. The what? <laughs> hang on, hang on. What What the fuck is it? I have no- Oh my god, yes, yes! This is the David Lynch movie that he made for Disney. What? <laughs> Holy, shit. Holy shit. <laughs> the story of a man who takes a six-week trip on his riding lawnmower. This is gonna be good. Yes. Yes. Holy shit, what? I forgot about this. <laughs> I have never heard of this movie. Oh my god. Hey, he's uh, basic though. Yes. And Harry Dean Stanton, the late great Harry Dean Stanton. Um, that is very true. That is... I completely forgot that David Lynch made a fucking movie for Disney. That is so funny. Well, this is going to be entertaining. That's like... That's incredible. I love that it's all in lowercase. This is... <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> like... Uh... I that you know what? No, Thank you. Thank you, random number generator. <laughs> I uh for giving us this treat. I am actually very much looking forward to this. I I have been meaning to di- uh, dip into more of David Lynch's filmography. <laughs> I've, I've only seen uh Twin Peaks as of yet, so I, I've been wanting to watch more of his movies. So I guess this counts kind of not really though. <laughs> uh, I'm cautiously intrigued. I am uh recklessly intrigued. Yeah, well, that's you, Nero. <laughs> that is me. I'm regularly intrigued. You're just you. 
That is also true. (laughs) Well, until next time, when we figure out what the fuck a Disney Lynch movie looks like. God, um, fuck Disney. Fuck Disney. As we always like to say. Hang on. Fuck Disney. Fuck Disney. And Barry Barrington deserves death. You gotta hate Listen. on the poor bear. Listeners, listeners of the of Disney minus, remember always never trust the mouse. The mouse is your enemy. This, this your isn't over. Never, mouse! Bears never scared me. Barry does. Because he sucks. Oh, like a dog's eyes.